I'm Paul Shrinflow. Welcome to Tech Interviews. This week we wrap up our coverage of VMworld 2017 with two great guests. I get the view of a long-term VMware Alliances partner, as well as a view from VMware themselves. I catch up with the voice of the Virtually Speaking podcast, Pete Fletcher. As we do, VMworld, it's a wrap. Enjoy the show. Firstly, I'm joined by NetApp's Joel Kaufman. He's worked with VMware over the last 18 years, so I discuss with him his thoughts on this year's event, VMware's messaging, and how they're continuing to evolve to stay relevant in a rapidly changing environment. Uh, so next, I managed to catch up with uh, Joel Kaufman. Hi, Joel. Hi. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, doing real well, thanks. So, um, well, maybe before I get your thoughts on, uh, on your VMworld experience this year, do you want to tell, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are uh, and what it is you do? Uh, sure. Um... Hi, everyone. I run our technical marketing, marketing engineering organization at NetApp, uh, focusing in a number of different areas, but one of them is the VMware uh, integration environments. I've uh, been at NetApp a really long time, uh, 18 years now, doing a lot of different things, and I've been working in the VMware space uh, for somewhere between 10 to 12 years now. So uh, it's probably fair to, say this is, fair to say this is not your fifth VMworld rodeo then? This is not. I think my first one was 2008, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I've been doing it a long time. So, so definitely a VMworld veteran. So, um, so, what, so what was your view of the show this year? How did it compare to some of the previous ones? Uh, and what were the kind of things that you as a, a kind of a, a VMware vendor partner, what, what was the kind of messages that, that stuck with you that was interesting? Yeah, there were some, I, I think that there were some really interesting things. So first off, the show itself was, was uh, as large as anyone expected, right? I mean, I think that's like 20 plus thousand people this year, maybe 23, 24,000, somewhere in there. Um, but I, what I found very interesting were, were not just the conversations that were happening inside of our show booth around some of our new product sets that we had, but also the direction that VMware is starting to shift as a company and, and why it kind of matters. Um, you know, they, they made a couple of announcements. Um, one of them they had previewed, I think, nearly a year ago around an AWS uh, integration that they have where they can offer infrastructure as a service, um, uh, as a managed service inside of the AWS environment. And so it becomes kind of intriguing in, in trying to help you know, people figure out, do I maintain my on-prem CapEx type of structures or do I have the possibility now of, of bursting or, or changing how I consume infrastructure by pushing it up into an AWS environment but making it look like a VMware platform that you're, that you're working with, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, do you, I mean just, just on that, actually, I mean, do, you, do you have a take on that? Because it seems to be one of the most, um, maybe one of the most divisive things that kind of got talked about at VMworld. I, mean, I, you know, I think the, the idea of having something that you already know and love on-prem, being able to consume it in a, in a kind of a new and interesting way with AWS sounds real interesting. But certainly you, you look at some of the commentary that came from VMworld. There's certainly, um, there's certainly a school of thought that says that they just don't see the point. But, I mean, do you, do you have a take on that, you know, obviously, you know, with your experience of kind of enterprise IT? Yeah, so it's less about the technology in this case, right? I mean, the fact that they've made it easy is, is good. The question is really, what's the use case for it? And I think that's where the argument is kind of boiling down. 
Um, so, you know, if we're talking a direct, you know, dollar cost, sorry, or, or whatever currency, right, uh, averaging that you're doing across it, it's probably going to be more expensive, right? Because you not only do you have the managed service to buy on a, on a, on a regular basis, but then you also have, you know, AWS egress costs and network costs and things like that. And so it, I, I, I struggle to see it from a straight uh, cost perspective being, being valuable. However, from a flexibility standpoint, think about the use case of saying, I have, you know, maybe certain times of the month where I need to go do burst workloads where I need to suddenly ramp up the amount of compute, the number of VMs for, I, I don't know, end of month financial reporting, or I'm trying to do a test and dev environment that I need to spin up where I really just want to rent an ESX environment and move VMs that have all my capabilities in it and just get them spun quickly. There could be some strong value there. Um, so, 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 so I think it's, it really is going to be use case specific. I, I, as a general, let's move everything there and make that my new platform to stretch my entire IT environment every single day. I think that's where the challenge is that people aren't, aren't really sure about. Yeah, I, you know, and I share that. And I think it's like any technology, isn't it? It's, it's about business use case. You know, are you are you satisfying an end user requirement rather than just having technology for technology's sake? Um, so, I mean, so alongside that, was uh, was all the kind of uh, messages that VMware uh, put out at VMworld that uh, caught your attention? Yeah. So the biggest one that that I really kind of took away was more of an overall theme. They are rapidly, and again, I'm not sure how successful they will be, but I'm not sure it matters. They are clearly trying to position their company as moving to the next wave past, past virtual machines, right? They, in the keynote, they clearly addressed um, developers, the ability to add services on top of uh, the VMware platform, whether it's networking service capabilities, micro-segmentation with NSX, uh, Etc. And then they made the announcement, which I actually thought was far more important uh, to their future than the AWS one, and that was the Google GCP uh, uh, plus Pivotal announcement. And that's because now they're saying that we're going to use VMware to power the technology to offer the equivalent of Kubernetes as a service. And if you look at where an awful lot of enterprise IT is heading these days, they're moving towards containerized platforms. Now, you know, from my perspective, why I think this is important um, is not only the fact that, that we're seeing more and more traction in the automation and Kubernetes and containerization type of space, uh, you know, but NetApp, we do have a set of technologies that really highly address that. Our Trident plugins, our, uh, uh, which give you persistent storage with those orchestration layers. And we clearly see that the market is heading that direction. What we don't know is, even though VMware is under the covers, again, I'm not sure about the technology. Are people compelled that a VM should be hosting the containerized environment? Is that compelling? I'm not sure it is. What does make their announcement, though, I think great, is the fact that they're offering this as a full service now means that the ability to consume it gets a whole lot easier. And so I, I will predict that this will, you know, while other companies, IBM has done a similar thing with their Bluemix, and they're, they're working towards that direction, and 
and various other companies as well. I predict this is this may be the final extra little bit of weight that tips the scale towards more and more companies diving into the um, offering infrastructure or more importantly platform as a service around Kubernetes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think there's a, a couple of really interesting points in there, isn't there? That there's the the idea, you know, for, for us in the technology industry, I suppose these things are relevant all the time, aren't they? One of them is making these kind of um, transformational type services, making the consumption of those easier, uh, you know, and anything that does that. And I, and I kind of go back to what you're saying about uh, VMware on AWS as well. The idea of making the consumption of those platforms more straightforward and the integration with what you've got more straightforward is is pretty powerful. And then you've always got this challenge for, you know, these the, kind of the big uh, technology vendors like VMware, like sales over at NetApp. You know, you've always got these challenges as the, as the, the IT world moves and changes so quickly and it's changing as rapidly today as it ever has done, is how do the organizations that have kind of made their name, made their money, won, won their business on on a certain type of infrastructure or certain type mm -hmm. of technology solution, as the world starts to shift away from that, how you stay relevant is a real challenge, isn't it? And so, so it sounds like VMware have, um, are looking to address that in some interesting ways. They, they are. And, and you know, it, it's funny that you bring up the whole idea of this, this transformation, right? We're seeing, we're seeing every company at, at, at some stage of a, of a transformation in how they handle their business, you know? From, from, an, from an internal perspective, I mean, look, look at NetApp, right? We are, are still today and, and have been for years and years the premier storage vendor that's been out there, you know, independent storage vendor uh, for a long, long time. And we've looked at it and said, that's great, but how do we move the ball forward even farther? And so, you know, you're, look, you're looking at us transforming. We're now offering uh, services in the cloud explicitly, right? And, and I'm not just talking about we've moved our storage into a cloud format that's consumable via cloud on tap or which is available inside of AWS. Um, and it's great, you know, that solves certain use cases for people who are trying to get on their transformation. But we're also offering uh, a software as a service applications, you know, cloud control, which lets you back up right now Office 365 and soon some other services from one cloud to another and, and, and how we can move data back and forth. And um, so really, I, you know, I, all kudos to VMware. They're trying to figure out what their path is and getting there. But, I, you know, this, this is a common challenge, whether it's NetApp, whether it's VMware, whether it's any enterprise IT shop. You know, these, these are not easy decisions to figure out, but you've got to do it because the world is, uh, you know, as we've noted, it's changing faster and faster every year. The, the rapidity of iteration in how people are going to market in their IT shops and, and creating value, uh, the cycles are just are happening so fast, it's really hard to keep up unless you truly transform. Yeah, that, I, I you know, couldn't agree more. I think that's uh, absolutely right and a challenge we're seeing everywhere. I, I mean, just, well, just to wrap up quickly, um, obviously you're there uh, with NetApp, you're at VMworld with NetApp as a, as a vendor and you're in Barcelona next week as well. Um, mm -hmm. so, so what kind of things are NetApp talking about there? You know, if, you, if people are going to the show or, or want to catch up on some of the content you guys did, what kind of things were you covering and, uh, and where might they be able to find out a bit more about that? Absolutely. So first off, netapp.com, always the place you can find all the information. We have bulletin boards up there. If you're going to VMworld, uh, we have sessions that are in the catalog. 
we're talking about a couple of different things there that are that are pretty big and we have sessions on. One is uh, VMware uh, end user compute and VDI use cases across various platforms that we offer. And we're also talking heavily, inclu including that, about our HCI uh, thing that we've just announced and have, have been putting out there. So we've taken the technology that we acquired with, the, with SolidFire, and uh, as part of the NetApp SolidFire portfolio that we have now, we're bringing to market what we think is, is generation two or version two of HCI, where we have a clear differentiator around the ability to independently scale compute and storage within a simplified HCI environment. And so that's been, that got a huge amount of attention uh, in Las Vegas, and we expect it will be very similar in, in Barcelona as well. Uh, and then the other thing we've been, we've been talking uh, a lot about is we refreshed our entire set of VMware plugins uh, for the ONTAP platform. And by the way, there are there are also other improvements in the in, on the uh, NetApp SolidFire side for plugins they've got. Uh, but we refreshed that suite, which was pretty major because it, it, it's to be fair, we we kind of slowed down a little bit over the past year or so, and, and now we're trying to we're trying to ramp up our our ability to iterate and <laughs> transform even faster. Uh, and then the final one is 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 we have a. Uh, um, We've been moving much more over the past three to five years into the data management space and truly trying to, you know, again, as we moved away from just being storage and into a lot of services, helping customers figure out what do they already have in their environment. So we have this thing called on-command insight, which is a fantastic tool that can actually go ahead and look at everything from the VM through the network down into the storage layer itself and not just NetApp storage. Uh, it'll look all the way across the board and help you, help you, if nothing else, solve problems, inventory what you've got, and actually go in and start doing uh, um, time slice analysis to figure out if you're running into issues, how do you solve them through the entire stack, not just that one specific layer. So, those are the three big areas that we're pushing on. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. We're getting a lot of traction with these. So it sounds like you could spend your whole VM world just talking to you, Joel, then. Um, it seems you've got plenty, plenty of things going on there. So um, but look, if people do want to hunt you down, uh, maybe not just at VMworld, but maybe want to hunt you down after hearing this podcast, means a way they can uh, catch up with you on social media. Absolutely. I am at the Joel K. Uh, on Twitter, which is my primary uh, lurking grounds, I guess you could say, for that. And I'm happy to, you know, if people want to ping me, follow me, whatever, I'm, I'm happy to have conversations. All right, Joel. Well, uh, well thanks very much. And uh, I know I've kind of caught you between VMworld Vegas and Barcelona. So, um, so enjoy part two of your, your VMworld 2017 trip. And uh, thanks for spending some time with us. No problem at all. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. Okay, to wrap up this episode, um, I thought it'd be interesting to get a uh, VMware take on VMworld 2017. Uh, and I couldn't think of anybody better to ask than the voice of the uh, VMware's Virtually Speaking podcast uh, itself, uh, Mr. Pete Fletcher. Hi, Pete. How are you? Great, Paul. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And, uh, well, thanks for coming back on the show. Um, I think this is your third time, uh, third time visiting. Uh, so long-term listener, uh, regular contributor. So that's, that's nice to have. Yeah, man, I love what you're doing. You're a great guy. We've been friends for years, and I'm always happy to talk to Paul. 
Uh, yes, even though you know me well, we've still remained friends, which is uh, which is always nice. It's pretty um, rare for you, isn't it? It is very rare, <laughs> rarer than anybody would uh, would believe. I'm a very lonely individual. Um, sure, sure. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, podcasting bands aside, um, I, I, you know, thanks thanks for spending a little bit of time with uh, with me today. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get a view between because uh, right now we're sat right in the middle of uh, VMware Vegas and VMware Barcelona. Uh, I was interested in a VMware take on the show and kind of. Um, I suppose one, you know, how you thought Vegas went, and a little bit of an idea of uh, kind of the, the main messages that, that VMware are, are trying to trying to push out there. Uh, maybe before we do that, actually, for maybe people who don't know you, not heard you before, uh, introduce yourself a little bit about what you do over at VMware as well. Sure thing. Yeah. So me, Pete Fletcher, I work in the storage and availability business unit at VMware. So I focus on vSAN, virtual volume, site recovery manager, things like that. I also do a podcast there called the Virtually Speaking Podcast, and so. And so for VMware, for VMworld, sorry, uh, this week, my partner and I, John, we were in the Solutions Exchange all week. Uh, we, ha- we were actually hosting live. We had some great interviews with uh, Michael Dell, Pat Gelsinger, and a bunch of other folks just seeing, like, what was the feel for VMworld this year. And so to quickly recap, I would say the key things were, obviously, we announced VMware's uh, VMware Cloud on AWS, which was a big announce for day one. That was pretty exciting for folks that are looking to use their VMware skills to be on bare metal hosts inside of, uh, inside of AWS. So you get the, you know, the compute power and all of the, the infrastructure as a service of AWS, but you get to do it on VMware. So that's a pretty exciting offering. The second day was cool because Pat Gelsinger came on and actually talked about this new partnership that we have with Google and one of our sister companies, Pivotal. So we're going to be doing this thing on containers uh, it's called PKS, so it's, uh, it's Pivotal's container solution, and it's going to be pretty awesome because we're going to actually have a cloud offering teaming up with Google, Pivotal, and VMware, so there's going to be a lot more to come on that. So that was pretty exciting. Pat Gelsinger announced a couple of other things. You know, NSX had a – there was a ton of security announcements. Uh, for, those of those, for those familiar with the pro- product called Goldilocks, that's now officially VMware's app defense, so application security using NSX. That was a big announcement as well during the week. Uh, as far as storage is concerned, you know, vSAN hit 10,000 customers uh, a couple of weeks ago, so it's, it's having a ton of momentum in the HCI market. So there's a lot of talk about that. And um, it was a great week, you know, 23,000 nerds all in one room. You know, things can happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of nerding. Um, I, yeah. I like that. Um, I'll say, I'll say. Yeah, n- nothing like offending your podcast listenership in one go. Um, so, uh, just, I mean, there's a couple of things that really stood out, uh, you know, and I think the the, the, the VMware and AWS um, piece is, is interesting, um, but also the stuff around NSX. Uh, and one of the things that caught my attention was the uh, kind of the, con- the the piece around. Um, NSX is kind of like a connectivity tissue almost, you know, the thing that's going to sit, um, sit between all of your compute and storage repositories and, and really manage that, um, manage that process of, of, of moving workloads around, maybe moving data around, and, and maintaining control around that. I mean, am I, am I listening to that right? Is that kind of where NSX sits? Oh, you're absolutely right. And for those that don't know, NSX is like the highest growing uh, product at VMware. So it's kind of a it's kind of a thing to look at for sure, but yeah, this is a it's it's becoming the security not only for all infrastructure but even for applications, you know. And, and so there's a lot of different it, NSX is weaving its way into just about every VMware solution possible out there. So it's definitely, uh, you know, I think I heard someone say that VMware was getting their mojo back 
I think I heard that this past week. Actually, Pat Gelsinger said somebody told him that, which I thought was weird because I don't, I didn't, I didn't realize we lost the mojo. But whatever. Um, but yeah, but and, and a lot of that has to do with NSX just pr- and and our cloud offerings, NSX, vSAN, just becoming like these these pieces that you, if you're looking at a future, a data center of the future, you just can't really do without. Yeah, and I, I think actually that Mojo comment is quite interesting as well. And uh, I was speaking to somebody else this week uh, who'd been to um, VMworld about this. And I, and I think one of the challenges that companies like VMware have, where they've you know make, grown their business and, and made their market on a kind of on a very specific thing, you know, that idea of virtualizing, uh, yeah. you know, virtualizing machines, taking physical hosts, splitting those into resources so people can do uh, to do virtualization, almost inventing the virtualization industry, I think, for a lot of us. Um, but as the world starts to move away from that, you know, increasingly people are using cloud service, you know, uh, maybe you touched on containers before. Uh, one of the challenges I think that, that, that companies like yourselves have is that staying relevant, you know, as the world starts to move away from where your main business has been, that how do you remain relevant? How do you keep on, you know, how, how do you keep relevant to businesses who are making these kind of strategic decisions long term? And from what you're saying, it sounds as though, you know, VMware has seen a number of areas where they're going to remain probably more than relevant, you know, uh, uh, continue to be an important part. You know, is that, is that the kind of feeling you got? Yeah. So VMware for me always has, you know, they, you know, you look back from the early, early days. We're talking to Michael Dell about this last week. He was one of the first investors, one of the first server investors into VMware when it was only virtualizing, you know, individual VMs. And one of the things he said is like, yeah, this is a company that has this vision and he was behind us from the very beginning. VMware's goal has always been to just be software-defined everything. And so they've done virtual machines, they've done servers, they've done networking, storage, and it's becoming, and now also, you know, cloud infrastructure as a service, you know, doing security, you know, also security. So the idea of just making things smarter and software-defined has is, is been VMware's goal for, for all products. And that has, you know, it started with VMs, it's gone all the way through the, uh, through the stack, and uh, all the way up to the cloud. So I don't, I don't, I don't see VMware, VMware's never, there's never been a time since I've known VMware where they haven't been, you know, on the cutting edge of, of what's hot in, in infrastructure. So I don't see, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah, and I, I think I tend to agree. I, you know, I think certainly the, the things that I've heard come out of um, VMworld have been really interesting. And, you know, certainly when you're talking to businesses, you know, they, they have challenges, don't they, around managing their data. But this kind of, uh, you know, this kind of transformation thing, this moving towards cloud and how do they do that. And I, and I thought the, um, the piece around uh, VMware on AWS w- was interesting. For that. And, I, and it seems to be quite a, a divisive topic in that some people are certainly turning around and saying they're not quite sure they see, see the point. Um, but sure. for me, I think the idea of taking something that you already know that you're used to using on-prem in your own data center and presenting that same look and feel, if nothing else, is going to simplify for a lot of organizations. Certainly in that initial phase of moving workloads into the cloud, it's going to simplify that. You know, again, is that, I mean, is that, is that kind of where VMware are pitching that? Is that how I see that? Well, that's definitely one part of it, Paul. The other part is, is that you know, we all understand that not everybody uses just one cloud. And so VMware being able to be this management piece for Amazon, for Azure, you know, for every cloud of your choice, whether it's Google. So you're going to have this ability to manage the same. You don't have to have 20 cloud experts. You know, oh, this is my Azure guy. Oh, this is my Amazon guy. Oh, this is my Google guy. You know, like that, you know, that's, that's an old trick, you know, when, when people started having to have a, an individual storage expert on these different arrays, et cetera. So that's not something that uh, VMware sees as a, as a smart way to go. So having VMware knowledge already in your 
on premises that's not going away from for a lot of for a lot of companies for some they never even needed it so but having that vmware expertise for your on premises but also for you know various cloud environments just makes just makes sense because you never know how long you're going to stay in one cloud anyway so you might be moving to another cloud and so there's no need to have to have multiple experts in all these different areas you know it just makes more sense to have one technology that sort of manages all of them and i think that's where vmware sees the most benefit yeah and i think i, I you know I'd, I'd share that anything that makes the management and the process uh, and opens up the ability to move between clouds and whether that's on-prem or whether that's a public cloud or something that sits in between anything that makes that simpler has, has got to be a good thing for the industry and oh, yeah. I, suppose, and I suppose if you can sum up uh, kind of VM world um, in, in maybe maybe not one word, but maybe a, in a paragraph, um, and maybe also sum up kind of the direction for VMware kind of in 2017 and, and going forward. You know, is it that? Is it the idea that VMware see themselves very much at the centre of this kind of um, yeah, almost a management platform that's going to allow you to take advantage of all of these kind of technology shifts? Yeah, I would say that. I would say if I was going to put it in one catchy phrase, I haven't, this is cheesy, I haven't come up with it. I just thought of it off the top of my head, but, you know, software to find all the things, you know, but <laughs> um, VMware has been been there from the beginning, and, and this 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 VMworld 2017 had a, a strong emphasis on public cloud. Uh, of course, that's not the only thing VMware does, right? But it's, the idea is that VMware is cutting edge for all these areas, and so the focus for VMware in 2017 is to, is to have a much stronger presence in the public cloud and give people offerings like Amazon, but also for Google, for Kubernetes, you know, so that we're touching on, you know, this is not just for virtual machines anymore. So this is, uh, this is something that's going to be, you know, very future proof. You know, we're, we're working on stuff that's, you know, whether it's development environments using Kubernetes or whether it's small businesses that are spinning up new greenfield environments in Amazon or whether it's those large companies that need to have some workloads in the cloud, some on-premises. Uh, you know, VMware is cutting edge on, in all these different areas. If you're dipping your toes in hyper-converged infrastructure because it just is simpler for you, you know, then you're going to use vSAN. And so there's, you know, if you're really worried about application security, you're going to be using a product that's, that's supported by NSX. And so VMware is, we've got our hands in all of, in all of these cutting edge solutions, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's on-premises. You know, it's going to be some, in, in one way or another, it's going to be managed by, v, by VMware. Yeah, and I, I think there's a, a show in itself talking about, I think, what VMware has the potential to do for the HCI market. So, um, but, but that's, a, that's a different show. Maybe that's something we'll do another time. Oh, yeah. Um, well, look, to, I mean, to wrap up, and because uh, I, I know you're, you're packing your bags, ready to head off to, uh, to Barcelona. Um, just to wrap up, so if people want to find out maybe some of the key things that came out of uh, VMworld, either in Vegas or, or Barcelona, where's a good place they can look? And also, of course, if they wish to stalk you online and, uh, of course, have a listen to the excellent Virtually Speaking podcast, where will they be able to do all those things? Yeah, so the first place to go is uh, it's a site you might not have heard of. It's Google. So G-O-O-G-L-E. That's usually where I go. If and, I put that in the search <laughs> engine, will I be able to find it? Well, it depends on the search engine. But um, you will, yeah, I would look for Virtually Speaking podcast. We did a recap this week. We're going to be doing some more in Barcelona as well. Um, but also, if you just search VMworld 2017, you're going to catch all the announcements. I would definitely watch the keynotes. Uh, there was some really fun stuff in there, some really cool technology, uh, and some interesting stuff too, like just the idea of using um, artificial intelligence. Like um, uh, the last keynote, there was somebody talking about 
you know, emotional intelligence mixed with IQ versus EQ and how VMware NSX is part of this. It's just super exciting. I love techie stuff and I love how VMware is always involved in these cool projects. So always check out the keynotes for sure. And you can find those on, uh, on VMware's page, VMware.com. But yeah, if you want to learn more about hyperconverged infrastructure and, and some of the stuff we talk about, like vSAN, you can go to uh, storagehub.vmware.com or just Google Virtually Speaking Podcast and you'll hear us talking about it. Okay, Pete. And, uh, and if people want to haunt you on the Twitters, where will they find you? At V Pedro Arrow. Okay, uh, so they'll they'll know where to haunt you. So, um, but I, I mean, it sounded great, you know. And the the, the chats I've had with other folk have been uh, certainly been to Vegas last week. It sounded a fantastic show, um, and and I'm hoping that uh, maybe someone will extend an invite for me to get out there next year to to Vegas or Barcelona. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I've got a blogger pass for you next year for sure, my friend. And I also have a care package for you for from the Virtually Speaking podcast because we love you. Oh, see, that's that's nice. I, I always knew if I asked really nicely, I'd get presents. <laughs> um, so, hey, look, Pete, thanks very much for your time. Enjoy your trip to Barcelona next week and uh, look forward to catching up with you again very soon. Sounds good, Paul. Cheers. I hope you've enjoyed our VMware specials. For show notes on this week and last week's shows, visit techstringy.com. We will also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. If you've enjoyed the show, why not leave us a review? And also you can subscribe in all of the usual good homes of podcasts. So until next time, thanks for listening.